This is the Write Tech Podcast, where we teach you how to harness the power of writing to achieve audacious goals, solve any problem, and dramatically re-engineer your life. My name is Jonathan Temporal. This is part two of the podcast episode, Decreeing the Power of Writing with Deliberate Intent. We unleash a tremendous dormant creative force every time we write with serious, deliberate intent. This is a principle that has guided me and I've taken advantage of my whole life. I first learned this when I was about 9 or 10 years old. My mother had been taking me and my siblings along to attend regular Science of the Mind and Man seminars, led by this alluring, mysterious, and inexplicably charismatic lady called Charlie. At that time, Science of the Mind was a new thing, and Charlie was the only person around who taught it, and she taught it like no one else I had seen before or since. Her seminars were packed. There was an energy about this woman, with her commanding stature, her full-bodied flaming auburn hair, face made up like the Egyptian queen Nefertiti, which enthralled an entire room full of grown, smart, sensible, and rationally-minded adults. I still remember my mother and her friends whom she regularly managed to bring to those seminars, hanging on to Charlie's every word as she delivered her nightly lecture on strange, mystical concepts like mind energy, the collective unconscious, positive thinking, symbiotic energy fields, affirmations, and many others. The adults were captivated. And how did her talks affect me? Well, I was a young, impressionable boy at the time. I didn't stand a chance. This woman had smitten me with her unearthly ideas and I was beyond salvation. And I was only 10 years old. If she had looked me straight in the eyes and told me in her calm, low and slightly husky voice to shave my head and become a Buddhist monk, I probably would have. One thing Charlie taught was that each person could think and decree things into reality. To decree is to state that something is so and laying it down as law that must be obeyed. Charlie taught that if you desire something, you think about it and write a decree. I always asked my mother who was going to read this decree and obey it, and she explained that it was God. Every night after each seminar, tables set up outside the exits of the seminar room offered up an array of products that could be of interest to Charlie's students. Books were commonly sold, as were trinkets, amulets, and various stones and crystals. But what caught my attention were these small, bright green notebooks called Think and Decree Notebooks. I knew they were called that only because those were the words printed in small, light-colored font on the top of each blank page of the notebook. I liked them because they were curious objects, empty notebooks that held the promise that you would get whatever you asked for if you wrote it on those pages. You can just imagine how enticing these Think and Decree notebooks were for a kid. I was sure I would get whatever I listed down in the Think and Decree notebook, even completely frivolous things like my own basketball ring, because honestly, I thought it was a Christmas list that my parents would eventually sneak a peek at. I would eventually learn that the point of these Think and Decree notebooks was not to use them like a Christmas present wish list. I would also soon realize that I did not actually get every single thing I wrote on there. I got only those things that I truly and deeply desired, which I thought about most of the time, and that I wrote down and absolutely expected to get. I did get many things that I listed down in my Think and Decree notebook. At first, I thought that it was the notebook itself that was special, that Charlie must have imbued it with some of her mystical mojo. But eventually I realized that the notebook was only a tool, and that it was not the tool that was anything special or carried magical powers. It was what I did with that tool that carried, or more appropriately, activated the magical power. And it was this power, which I would also quickly learn was not my parents, that brought me what I wrote down. As early as then, I was being taught a priceless lesson by the simplest of tools, a small blank notebook that whatever I truly desired and wrote down with deliberate intention, which I believed with a simple childlike faith that I would get, 
and took inspired action to get would eventually become mine. I learned this lesson at 11 years old and it would be my rock, my anchor growing up. It is the same principle that powers each technique of right tech. Having been introduced to the concept of using writing as a transformative and creative tool, it was no longer an alien idea to me by the time I found myself stuck in the light rail train carriage with a hundred other passengers that fateful day in 2005. But after practicing writing in this way as a boy, I had never again written a goal in a think and decree notebook or any other notebook. How often in your life have you learned something valuable, a piece of knowledge, principle, or skill that had the power to elevate you to a higher level and transform you into the best and most amazing version of yourself? And how many times did you learn that valuable principle or skill and never applied or practiced it ever again? Well, I had been taught something powerful and amazing in writing a goal down on paper and decreeing it so, but I never practiced it again. This was unusual considering that writing was in my soul. I had started keeping a journal in which I consistently wrote since I was 16 years old. I loved to write. I needed to write. Writing for me is as essential as thinking and breathing. Soon after that light rail experience, I was browsing through a bookstore when I saw a book that I felt had been written just for me. It was Write It Down, Make It Happen by Henriette Clauser. The book explained how simply writing your goals in life was the first step to achieving them. Henriette explained the science behind how and why writing things down tends to actualize what has been written. In the book were collected stories of ordinary people who witnessed miracles large and small unfold in their lives after they performed the simple act of writing their dreams on paper. The book was the wake-up call that I had been waiting for. In my own book, Write Tech, I write how the call to adventure is so often accompanied by a herald. It is as if the universe knows we are ready for an adventure and senses a sign. It could be a person, event, circumstance that tells us we are on the right track, that we should go on an adventure. The sign could be literally anything, even a book. Write It Down, Make It Happen contains stories of people who had heard their own calls to adventure in the form of a strong desire to do something that they had never done before, a dream or ambition that was seemingly irresponsible or even crazy to the world. But it was something that they knew they had to do or they would forever exist unfulfilled, living half-lives. The stories in the book reminded me of something I already knew since I'd listened to Charlie's lectures as a boy and bought one of her magical green Think and Decree notebooks. It was something that I had once learned but since forgotten. Since I could no longer get hold of the original Think and Decree notebook and Charlie had since mysteriously disappeared, I bought a similar small green notebook. I wrote Think and Decree on the cover page as well as on the top of every page, just like the original green notebook. On May 16, 2006, I wrote one of the first entries in that notebook. I wrote, I want to work, live, build and establish ties in Australia. I want to experience life there for an extended, indefinite period of time and I want this to happen by January 2007 when I'm 33 years old. I wrote down this goal when I was 32 years old. When I wrote it, I had no idea how I could accomplish it. I had neither plan, nor money, nor resources to achieve it. I was totally clueless as to how I could pull off the massive job of packing up and leaving family, job, friends, and home to go to live in a country I'd never been to for what could be forever. Still, that was what I wanted, and I wrote it down. But miraculously, exactly five months and six days from the time I put down that goal on paper, I landed in Melbourne, Australia. I had started a chain of unusual, extraordinary circumstances all through my writing. As I write these words, I have been working, living, building and establishing ties in Australia for 14 years, 3 months and 22 days. I have experienced life here and had countless amazing experiences. I went back to school, met a wonderful woman, built a loving home with her, 
and I started my own publishing company. An exciting future awaits. Till the next podcast episode, keep writing with deliberate intention.